0: Pointing the way towards freedom in an unfree world. Welcome to The Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're listening to Liberty Effect. Uh, I'm grateful to be here with you today. Um, I actually just got da- back from driving down from northern Idaho. I was in a little town called Orofino and uh, had an interesting experience uh, on last weekend. I spent the time uh, down in Mesquite, Nevada, down at the ranch, my family's ranch, south of Mesquite. I spoke at uh, the Red Pill uh, Expo and uh, enjoyed that. What a great venue that was. Um, a lot of great people met a lot of good people, and then came back. I brought my entire family down there because we spent several days at the ranch, which is again just uh, about uh, twenty miles south of mesquite and then on Monday, we come back, and I was just uh, expressing to my wife how you know this week I really don 't have a whole lot. I could do some catching up and, uh, you know, get get a few things done and and how it would be a good week to catch up and then uh, the very next day Tuesday I get uh, some phone calls and information about a family up in Orofino that's uh, in trouble uh, that their home was being wrongfully. Um, repossessed and that the sheriff and different things uh, courts had uh, done some things to them that uh, they felt was not right and uh, so I contacted the family and got some information they had a website I you know anyway did my due diligence there uh, at least in the urgent situation that they were in and uh, got some people up there to you know to keep an eye on what was happening, and then I went up there myself to basically get to the bottom of that um and some might say well what what in the world is it your business ammon uh well i I'll, I'll tell you what uh one is that whenever there's a family in in uh danger, it's all of our business it's every one of our business to build – to to respond. This idea that government is the entity that is responsible to protect us and protect our neighbors is inaccurate. It's absolutely inaccurate. And we become dependent with those thoughts. And so uh, it absolutely is my business, especially when I've got, uh, you know, a lot of individuals, uh, you know, who are wanting to know what is going on and and uh, looking for direction, whether they need to respond to go and help this family, protect this family. Well, I think uh, by that nature, it becomes my, a little bit of my responsibility to at least uh, get to the bottom of it and, and understand what's going on. And then it becomes everybody's responsibility, of, if they understand the truth, to do what is right. So that's what I did. I went up to with, uh, several other men that I trusted and felt would also do the same thing that I would do. I went up to Orofino and I began to dig in it, dig into it. And I dug as deep as I could. I spoke with the family and, uh, with, you know, spent several hours with them, communicating with them. Um, even though they had the uh, ranch, it was, uh, the sheriff had gone in and, and removed all the occupants removed all the property and then they had basically guards down there we went down there and we began to talk to them and they actually showed us around the property it wasn't the sheriff's department at this point it was a contractor he showed us around it was a kind of an unusual very unusual um, uh i don't know i guess conversation and so forth and that they would just show us around they didn't know who we were but uh anyway that was unusual but uh kind of i guess beside the point we were able to see that you know the animals and the property was in in good shape and and then to report back to the family those things and then we began to dig into the claims of the family uh and i won't go into the details but they were making several different claims and um And we spent, you know, a a couple days up there uh, at the courthouse, talking to the sheriff, uh, talking to the family and getting basically the facts of what was happening. Uh, I think that's what we should do right uh, the family was not in immediate danger at that time they were definitely displaced their property had been seized uh, their uh, personal property had been seized and removed from from the the uh, from the ranch and so that needed to be uh worked out and i will say this as I, as you know and as i have done many other times before uh, when I, when I have, and others have gone into a situation and found it to be an unjust situation, uh, we have acted to protect the rights of the individual, uh, and that is what we should continue to do. Uh, however, in this case, we determined that the rights of the individuals were not violated. This was a breach of contract. And that uh, the sheriff acted and his deputies acted uh, properly, and that they did not commit a crime in inflicting uh, in violating the rights of another person. In fact, they were enforcing the rights of the shareholders of the bank at this point because the property owners defaulted on their uh, on in their contract, and it wasn't just as simple as I'm saying. Uh, that right now but ultimately that's what it boiled down to and so I think I want to take you know if you'll bear with me I'd like to talk about what is criminal and what is not criminal I'd like to talk about what is a crime and what isn't a crime and who has the capability of committing a crime and and in what situations are not a crime because I I believe that it is very important and that's basically what we were looking at. Was a crime committed by anybody? And how can you determine if a true crime, a crime was committed if you don't know what a or if you don't know what a crime is? How can you determine who's a criminal if you don't wanna know what a crime is, or what a crime looks like, or what the effects of a crime are? And so let's talk about that. What is a crime? Uh, and what is a criminal? So, a criminal uh, is, is a person who takes the life, liberty, or property of another person. Period. And for a crime to take place, there must be a victim who has had their rights to life, liberty, or property violated. You cannot have a criminal without a crime, and you can't have a crime without a victim. And a victim is someone who has had their life, liberty, or property rights violated. So, and criminals, they come in all shapes and sizes. Uh, I mean, they, they, we have seen, you know, sometimes criminals group up together. Sometimes they act alone. Sometimes they act, uh, you know, in the light. In open I guess I should say and sometimes they act in the dark um, uh, but they come in all shapes and sizes and some refuse to produce uh, to sustain their own life and they choose to survive off the property they take from other people others produce uh, produce they actually make a living for themselves but they commit crimes through opportunity to get gain Others commit crime out of anger or passion. They harm somebody out of anger or or passion or do other things. Uh, and many criminals who take life, liberty, and property work for the government. It doesn't matter. And they might work in many different capacities. And they commit crime out of, of expectation, fulfilling even the duty of their office Uh, which is where where we have a problem in government because in many cases we – when they fulfill their duties, they're actually expected to commit a crime, which is to violate someone's life, liberty or property. Um, Also, many of these government criminals uh, feel they can commit crime because they are protected and they enjoy uh, the protection that allows them to engage in criminal behavior – and not receive temporal punishment but that doesn't that doesn't change the fact that they're a criminal what determines a criminal someone who violates the life liberty or property of another person now the only non-criminal exception to taking life liberty or property is in the immediate defense of life liberty or property and all people are equal in rights and it doesn't matter who you work for or what title you bear that's the definition let's take this break we're gonna come back and really boil this down what is a criminal what is a crime thank you who takes the life, liberty, or property of another person. Here, That's it. And uh, so if you have a crime, then you have a person who's been a victim and he has had his rights uh, to life, liberty, or property violated. It's, it's really simple. Uh, you want to identify a crime? Well, identify a victim and identify what uh, the perpetrator did to that person. And there you go. There's there's a there's a crime. There's a criminal. There's a victim, and it's very simple. Uh, now, as I said before the break, uh, you know we have all types of criminals. Uh, we have street criminals. We have government criminals. Uh, we you know really have all kinds of criminals, every different gender. Uh, uh, you know. Uh, all what 680 of them or whatever the different genders uh no i shouldn't go there no man woman uh (laughs) they they uh it doesn't matter they can be uh skinny fat they could be black white uh they could be you know it doesn't matter they could be poor rich there's all kinds um and because if they violate or they uh, take a life liberty or property they're criminal. Now, the only non-criminal exception to taking life or liberty is the immediate defense of life, liberty, or property. And all people being equal in rights means that it doesn't matter who you work for or what title you bear. If you engage in the taking of life, liberty, or property outside the immediate defense of life, liberty, or property, then you are a criminal. So what does this fall? Does this mean that somebody in government can actually be a criminal? Um, What if, what if, what if the actual legislation, what if the law actually says that they could take life, liberty or property from somebody? Uh, Does that still make it uh, legal or, I mean, I guess, does that make it lawful? Uh, Does that mean it's not a crime? And the answer to that, I, I, it's very clear and, and I hopefully you're saying uh, the answer is that, is uh, it is still a crime. It is clearly still a crime. And it doesn't matter what position that you have in government. It doesn't matter if you say you're an officer of the law or if you're a legislature or if you're a bureaucrat or you know, you're the, the, part, the uh, department head of this agency or that agency. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're a uh, – A gang member. Uh, It doesn't matter if you're a business owner. It doesn't matter if you're a father, a mother. Uh, It does not matter Uh, because we are all created equal. We have equal rights. Um, We all have to live uh, with twenty-four hours of the day. Um, We all have to eat, drink. We all need a place to live. Uh, We are all equal in those things, Uh, and. Our rights are equal in the sense that they have been given to us, and we have equal life, we have equal liberty, and we we have the right to uh, obtain and control property. And so – and as our founders said, we actually have the right to pursue happiness, which is closely connected to all of those, including property. And when someone takes that, then they are a criminal. And so we look at a situation here where let's say an officer of law uh, comes upon somebody and he is uh, breaking into somebody else's property, somebody else's home, and he has a weapon. And uh, that officer goes to stop that person from breaking into the home and that person raises the gun towards that officer uh, or to raises the gun towards someone in the home, uh, does that officer, is it a crime for that officer of the law to shoot that person? And the answer is no, because that is the immediate uh, action to defend life, to either defend his own life, or to defend to the life of the property owner, and uh, he is doing that in in the defense, basically, uh, of probably his life, and in defense of the life of of the person, or maybe in defense of the life, and that's his that's his duty. That's the duty of all people. A officer of the law, a police officer, does not have any more rights than anybody else. He does not have any more right to pull the trigger. Than anybody else in this world. Remember, he has equal rights. He has no more right. Now, let's say a neighbor comes, and uh, that same exact uh, criminal who is breaking into their neighbor's house pulls a gun and goes and points that gun at either the neighbor or at at someone in the home. And the neighbor has a has a weapon, and he pulls that weapon and shoots the perpetrator, shoots the criminal. Um, is somehow now he, uh, he has committed a crime and the answer is no, he has the exact same right, the exact same right as the officer of the law. He has a right to defend his own life and he has a right to defend the lives of, of those who are not committing a crime or, or that this criminal has put in danger, Period. And so that is, I think, what we have many, you know, been confusing. Meaning, we we have confused uh, our, I guess, our legislatures, you know, our courts, uh, many of our uh, 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 officers of the law. They're confusing several different things. One is what is a crime, and what is a criminal, and two that they that that they have no more rights than any other individual. Uh, now this goes to say, now let's see, let's, let's use this. I'm going to use this. Hopefully I can articulate this because this is uh, something I haven't done uh, verbally before, I don't, I don't think. But let's say now that an individual uh, decides to plant a plant in his backyard – that uh the legislatures say that he doesn't have authorization to plant. Okay. So he's planting this plant in his backyard and I guess he picks it and he starts to eat it or his neighbor and his neighbor or maybe he doesn't, but he's planting this plant. And remember this legislatures got together and somehow they decided that this individual doesn't have a right to plant this plant in his backyard. is on his property Now the neighbor looks over the wall and sees that he has this plant in his backyard and he and the neighbor's like oh my goodness the legislature said that he can't plant that plant in his backyard okay and so that neighbor calls the officers of the law and says my neighbor at 24361 has a plant in his backyard that the legislature say he can't plant in his, or he can't plant and grow in his backyard. And the officers, oh, my goodness, we've got to stop this. And so they get all their gear on and they go and they go and they get in their, you know, M-Ramps and, they, they, and their helmets and they drive up to this house 14361 or whatever I said. And that man is sleeping and he has a gun next to his – uh bed and the officers all together they kick in the door and they come running in and that man thinks that his home is being broken in by a criminal and he grabs a gun and boom 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 he shoots a couple of the officers and the officers boom 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 and they shoot him it's a sad situation right but i want to ask you who was the criminal who is the criminal? And hopefully we can answer that in a few minutes. I do have to take a break here. and uh, But that is the question. Think about it during the break. And hopefully we can come to the right answer. Trusted Voices of Truth and Insight. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network. So who is the criminal? You're listening to the Liberty Effect with Ammon Bundy. And as always, I'm grateful for your time. Uh, Who is the criminal? I just laid out a scenario where someone was planting a plant in his backyard that the legislature's, uh said he can't plant his neighbors turned him into the cops or to the officers of the law and the officers of the law geared up kicked in his door there was a firefight because the person laying in his bed thought he was being uh, broken into he shoots one of the officers and the other officers shoot him uh, now you know whether he's alive or dead I ask the question who is the criminal so how how do we how do we decipher who the criminal is well let's go back to the definition of what a crime is well okay so who in this situation violated a person's life liberty or property who who violated the property Let's, let's look at the individual in the home, the person in the homeowner. Uh, he took a, a seed and he planted or maybe a starting of a plant and he planted it in his backyard. Uh, did he violate anybody's life, liberty, or property by doing that? No. No, he didn't. What he did was he planted a seed in his backyard and the plant grew. But he didn't viol- violate anybody's life, liberty, or property. So the therefore he committed no crime now wait a minute but the legislature said they made a law they all got together well here's the problem with our country here's the problem right here we're getting together and we're saying that a group of people that have been elected by another group of people can get together and decide what another individual can cannot do but it has nothing to do with really what is crime what is law? What is a criminal? What is a victim? And it has nothing to do with rights. And this example shows that nobody's life, liberty, or property was violated by this individual plant- planting a plant in his backyard. Nobody's, no one's, no, nobody's safety was even threatened. There was, there was nothing that this individual did other than plant a plant. However, now let's look at. The other people, remember, we're talking about people who have the title of officer of the law. They're individuals. Their rights are the same as as the homeowner's rights. They have no more rights. Okay? What did they do? First of all, uh, they basically took uh, someone's word uh, over the phone, and they didn't do any due process. Maybe they did in the sense that they got uh, a judge in the middle of night who they woke up to give them a verbal warrant to go kick somebody's door down. Okay. Uh, But that's certainly in my book, not due process, not due process at all. But anyway, let's say they did do this. Uh, Then they go and they actually now kick somebody's door in. So now they just entered somebody's property without permission, which is a property violation. They just broke their door. It's a property violation, right? And they just entered that property uh, without permission and they trespassed. And then uh, the individual now, he shot one of the officers. That's what we said, right? So did he commit a crime at that point? Did he commit a crime? Hmm. Well, in that scenario that I give you, it it would be – it would not that individual be in the immediate defense of his life or his liberty or his property. You could like it or not, but in that scenario, uh, he very well had every reason to believe that a criminal, uh, which I guess we're defining that, but uh, that that an individual broke into his home without his permission – and possibly was going to take his life. So he used his defense tools to defend himself. And then because of that, uh, the officers shot him, whether they killed him or not. That's beside the point. Now, who is the criminals? Who is the taker of life, liberty, or property? And was there an immediate defense the the officers were not in defense um they actually initiated they kicked in the door they they're not the ones that didn't announce or knock on the door didn't inform the individual of that uh you know they don't like that he has a plant or that the legislatures agreed that they weren't supposed to be that type of plant in their uh, planted in their backyard um and so they're the ones that initiated it so they can't claim that they're acting in defense. And and that's that is basically breaking down this scenario. Breaking down who is the criminal, who is not the criminal. And we could take every every incident uh, we can we can make uh, a, you know create a scenario or we can boil it down and actually find out who is the criminal and who is not. Now you may be saying, Well, and, uh, you know, then where does the law stand when, when the legislatures make a law? Where do they stand? Like like, you know, what uh, I guess what gives them the right to make a law, or how do how is the you know the law uh and how does it relate to, you know, law enforcement? Well, that, that is part of you know, hope what we can boil down here today. Because when you're talking about uh, an officer of the law who is going out and actually committing a crime, meaning violating someone's life, liberty, or property, then you've got a problem. And what we call those people, uh, what we've been calling them is law enforcement. But in reality, they're not wrong, they shouldn't be called law enforcement because uh, officer of the law, A policeman or a peace officer, his whole, whole purpose, the reason he was hired in the first place by the people, the oath that he took, and everything about his job is to protect the individual's life, liberty, or property. It is not and never has been to enforce the laws of legislatures. Never. Never has it been. But yet we have got confused again. And we think, they think, actually, they think that their whole purpose is to enforce law. To enforce the law of the legislatures or the bureaucrats um, or whatever. Uh, Anybody else that says they made law, or regulation, they think it's their job to enforce that. And that is absolutely incorrect, incorrect. Purpose of an officer of the law The purpose of a police officer or a peace officer is to protect the life, liberty, and property of the individual. Now, let me tie this back. The purpose of a legislature is the very same thing as the officer of the law, a police officer. His purpose, their purpose, his or her purpose, is to protect the life, liberty, and property of the individual. What is the purpose of the judge and the courts? It is the same. It is to protect the life, liberty, and property of the individual. And so when you have legislatures making law that does not protect the life, liberty, and property of an individual, a law such as a person can't plant something in his backyard, now you have a a complete conflict because now you've got – an officer of the law who may be trained that he's supposed supposed to enforce this legislature's decision when it wasn't based upon life, liberty, or property. Now he's supposed to enforce that over protecting life, liberty, and property. And that somehow he has a right to take life, liberty, or property in the effort to enforce this law that has nothing to do with protecting life, liberty, or property. And there's the conflict. And we see it over and over and over again. And we see how these individuals now see a great opportunity to get what they want to enforce their ideology because all they got to do is go into this legislative body and talk to their friends and get them to pass this law that they believe should be uh, enforced. But it's really their ideology has nothing to do with life, liberty or property. And now you got to force a very powerful organized force of officers that are actually going to go out and enforce this ideology and they say it's law, they say it's their duty to do it's absolutely incorrect in every way because it's not based on what? it's not based upon a person's right to life, liberty or property and now we boil it down to what a criminal is to what a crime is and on our next segment here we're going to point dig deep gives for example and uh, talk about sound foundation of this nation The foundation of this nation, uh, this land, uh, with its states and uh, uh, general government, federal government, and the way it was designed is actually uh, quite uh, uh, an art, Um, and I say that because it was based upon... Uh, you know, a sure a sure foundation, and that is protecting the rights of the individual. And uh, the De- Declaration of Independence is one, is actually the, in my opinion, greatest founding document that uh, explains what I'm doing my best to uh, articulate to you. And that, uh, and I'd like to read a little bit of it, and hopefully you can uh, see what I am saying and connect it to the to the uh, paragraphs in the Declaration of Independence. So, uh, when in the course of human events, it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of earth the separate and equal stations to which the laws of nature and nature's God entitle them, a descent respect to the opinion of mankind requires that they should declare the cause which impel them to the separation. And then he goes on. It goes on. We hold these truths to be self-evident that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness to secure these rights governments are instituted among men comma deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed comma that whenever any form of government becomes destructive to these ends comma it is the right of the people to alter or abolish it comma and to institute new governments i won't keep saying comma i just wanted to emphasize to institute new government laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such form as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness period so that lays it out the purpose of government is to protect life liberty and the pursuit of happiness and that government was created by man and that that basically lays it out the whole purpose and That is the foundation, that the rights of man to live on this earth, the rights of man to have liberty, to choose for himself how he will act, and the right to own property, have a place to live, and to pursue happiness is his right, and that he has a right, and no other person has a right to infringe upon that, and that that is the purpose of government. And so when we have a legislature that wants to make a law that has to do with uh, the amount of of, uh, amps that you use in your light bulb uh, in your house, that legislature has no authority and never had authority to make that law. No legislative body does. And and then I can go. Go so on and on, most of the laws today and most of the laws that have been made in the last literally probably 60, 70 years and probably even beyond that have nothing to do with the protection of life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, including property. Nothing. And yet now we have the officers who won't even – Enforce the foundational laws. In fact, here in our own county, Jam County, there was a crime that was committed, and I'm not wanting to get on my county deputies and whatever, but I am going to use this as example. There was a an employer or a, or a business that uh, a property was stolen from. The manager of that business went to the sheriff deputies and said, "Hey, I need to fill out a report. I need to do this and this and that." And the sheriff deputy says, we don't do that anymore. The manager was like, do what? Oh, yeah, we don't do that anymore. Basically, we don't – and it ultimately told him to go file insurance. So now I'm not – this might be an isolated incident. <laughs> I actually know it's not an isolated incident. But uh, so here – you have a deputy, sheriff deputy, he's an officer of the law, and his whole purpose is to protect life, liberty, and property, and his job is to basically, if somebody's life, liberty, or property is infringed, to take a report and to try to find out who the perpetrator was and then bring him to the court so the court can demand that that crime is rectified is, is so rest- restitution can be uh, and forced upon, or forced upon that criminal to give to the to the victim. Okay. Uh, and 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 what did he say? We don't do that anymore. So what are they doing? Well, they're busy out there, uh, you know, fighting that drug war. You know, because heaven forbid someone take uh, some chemicals and put them in their mouth. Uh, yeah, might act act crazy, and if that person goes and acts crazy and actually commits a crime upon somebody, which is infringes upon somebody's life, liberty, or property, then that deputy is supposed to take and either protect the the victim or and stop the perpetrator or bring him to the law to be punished or to restore the damages. But to just go out and say we're that's all we're doing. Or maybe he's all over now. He's uh, uh, his job is now to pull people over that have uh, uh, their blinkers not working. Uh, now that is that what he's doing, and and the other stuff he's not. Let me give you another example. This is a real life example. I have two of them. They're very similar, so I'll tie them together. This happened to me. As many of you know, I made uh, I had a business in in uh, Arizona, in Phoenix, Arizona. It was a fleet maintenance. Business. It was in the industrial part of of Phoenix, South Phoenix, uh, which you know, as most industrial parts, they can be kind of a rougher part of town. Well, uh, uh, a lady was actually let out adjacent to us was the county jail. She was let out of county jail. She needed to go to the bathroom. There was a bus stop right in front of our property, or our business. She came in and asked she to go to the bathroom. We said yes. On the way out, she grabbed one of, uh, she stole one of my technician's tablets. And we use that uh, uh, every day. They use that every day for their work orders, for, you know, uh, diagnostics and everything. So we reported it to the police. Actually, no, we didn't report it. We looked for it. The police called us, said, Hey, we have this woman. She has a tablet. We opened the tablet up. It says Valley Fleet Service on it. It uh, has your phone number. We're calling, to say we have it. And we're like, oh, thank you, officer. We really need that thing. My technician's been without it for a day and a half. He really, really needs it. Uh, that's an expensive device, and we need it back. And so I, I said – I started to make arrangements for him to come get it. And know what he said to me? You can't have it. We have to keep it as evidence. I'm like, what? Uh, we? I, I I need that thing. He goes, well, you can't have it. I have to keep it as evidence. Uh, I mean, well, take a picture then. Uh, take a picture, uh, you know. Take a video, whatever. I need that device. No, can't have it. Go. Well, when will I? When can I get it? Well, call me back in a couple days. Call back a couple of days. Can't have it. We need it as evidence. Call him back. You know, every day for about five or six days in a row. Said I can't have it. We need it as evidence. Still to this day, I never got my technician's my tablet back. Never got it back. Another incident happened. So another incident happened. Uh, actually, an uh, uh, employee of mine uh, stole around $5,000 worth of, of tools and equipment. Uh, you know, then he, he actually, I actually fired him. They came back unauthorized, stolen. Um, and so, again, we fi- then we filed a complaint with the officer. Uh, an investor investigator came over and did a good investigation. They actually found my tools at a pawn shop. Serial numbers, everything matched up. I had receipts. There was no doubt. I asked them for my property. I said, I need it. My technicians need it. No, you can't have it. We have to hold it as evidence. The same thing goes on. It's been over a year. Well, right around a year now, I still have never received that $5,000 worth of equipment. What has happened is the law now has made me a victim, a double victim. And they have become the criminal because they do not base their actions upon true crime, upon the violation of rights of life, liberty, and property. And this is the problem we are having. The very people that we have charged to protect rights have of down and said that their law is more important and that your life, liberty, and property are secondary. Thank you for listening here on the Liberty Effect. I am grateful for your time as always, and we'll come back to you next week. Have a good one. Trusted Voices of Truth and Insight. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.